Hey, everybody, it's Kai. This is Politics Inside Out. It is T plus 20 today, uh, the 28th of November, 20 days since Election Day. President-elect Trump is in the news, of course, because, well, because he's the president-elect of the United States. Uh, Lots of stuff to talk about today. Andrea Seabrook is on the other end of the line. She is our Washington, D.C. bureau chief. Um, Say hello to the good people, Andrea. Hello, hello. You hello, did your math, Kai. I, I did. Well, I, you know, it's really funny. I went to the calendar before I walked in here and I said, I'm not I'm not doing the T plus whatever it is again. I'm going to count it up. I'm going to count it up. Uh, so here's what we're going to do today. Lots of stuff to talk about, uh, but we're going to be uh, very specific. So there was, of course, uh, the huge article in The New York Times this weekend about uh, the president-elect's business ventures, uh, mostly overseas. We're going to skip by that for now, maybe get to it later. There is the recount thing in the upper Midwest, Wisconsin and Michigan, and and the fabrication by the president-elect of these millions of illegal votes. We're going to skip so that. To uh, it's craziness. We're going to skip that uh, for the time being. And we're going to go to Cuba. Uh, and we're going to go to an episode in history that uh, um, will make us uh, enlighten us, Ms. Seabrook. Make us smart. Yes. I will, to, to quote you guys. Um Yeah, I know. I have this crazy thing. It's funny that I was agitating to talk about the Bay of Pigs and the Cuban Missile Crisis. And and we should say, yeah, before he died. Yeah, before the weekend's events. And it just, you know, it just happened that uh, things happened the way they did. And it seems even more important than ever. Let's talk about it's This is really a story of the Kennedy administration. Okay, There's something that has tweaked my mind since the election of Donald Trump. And that is that the last time, arguably, that we had someone who in office in the executive branch who both didn't have that much experience, elected office experience, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump has none. So um, it's hardly fair to say that of John F. Kennedy was John F. Kennedy. But but I think there's an extra layer. And that is the last time that we had someone in office who appointed advisors who were so close to him and so close to his right. views was probably John F. Kennedy. So, we're talking right. about. So, so hold on. So you got it there because there will be people listening who will say, wait a minute, what about Obama? Two years in the Senate. Yes. Give me a break. Right. So at least I John, totally agree. Yeah, so John Kennedy had time in the House. He was elected in 46 and then to the Senate yep. later. Right. But but the point here is the circle of advisors. Right. That's what we're talking. The about. circle. Yes. The circle of, of advisors. And I think I think it's important also also to notice that um, Barack Obama, while he had no direct experience, appointed people who weren't necessarily in his inner circle. He, he, he mm-hmm. allowed sort of the. The debate, anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, let me not pass judgment and say that well. there is plenty of room now for Donald Trump to um, to build that kind of rapport. But. I think there are important parallels to learn from history, looking at how John F. Kennedy dealt with the Bay of Pigs, which Mm -hmm. the invasion, which was which was started. Well, the the wheels for which were starting to turn before he came Mm -hmm. in and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Please excuse the dissertation here. But, you know, the Bay of Pigs invasion, uh, it started on the 17th of April, 1961. Yep. And it was John F. Kennedy had been in office for what a couple months? Tops, right? Three, yep. yeah. And the CIA unit that was trained for this was trained with money under the prior president mm-hmm. Dwight Eisenhower, and it was it was a full fledged plan, right? It was a plan to come in and say Fidel Castro took our nation, took took Cuba, which you know America had huge economic interests in. 
banks, oil, sugar, coffee, you know, you name it, mm-hmm. uh, that, that Castro and his people, you know, basically, you know, excised. So, so this whole idea to come in and retake Cuba was thought to be sort of easy as long as this one plan was followed. Now, what happened was it started uh, around the 13th of April, 1961. And a couple days later, the rest of the world figured out that the United States had was backing this giant paramilitary force. And what John F. Kennedy did at that point, having a couple of months in office as the executive of the United States, was call off all of the air support for that fight. Which, you know, most historians believe is the thing that doomed that invasion. And yeah, that doomed the Bay of the Bay of Pigs and therefore and actually strengthened the relationship between Khrushchev, the premier of the Soviet Union at the time and Fidel Castro. Very shortly thereafter, you know, a year and change, Change, a year and a half after you have Khrushchev, the USSR, acquiescing to Fidel's requests for, hey, hey, these people 90 miles north of me, they attacked me. I should have missiles here. And what that led to was the Cuban Missile Crisis, which was the closest the United States ever got to an actual nuclear war by almost every historian's estimation. So is the the parallel here the perils of inexperience? Is it the perils of um, seemingly ill-considered changes of plans? Uh, I mean, because both of those seem to be applicable to the Trump administration, the incoming administration, and what we know about it. It wasn't so much about Kennedy himself as it was surrounding himself with people like his brother Mm -hmm. as attorney general, uh, people like him who thought like him, who who provided an echo chamber rather than a robust foreign policy debate. Besides the fact that he himself had no grounding in the kind of robust diplomatic foreign policy experience that kept us out of the Cold War, ultimately. So so let me let me get you to present day. And I know you saw over the weekend the whole hoo-ha about Kellyanne Conway, who was the campaign manager for the Trump administration and is now rumored to be up for several jobs within the administration. She goes on the Sunday talk shows and uh, torpedoes in a very public way Mitt Romney a man who has said very bad things about Donald Trump, but about whom Donald Trump seems to be considering uh, for secretary of state. Make the make the advisors on the inside pushing out or on the outside pushing in parallel here. Right. Because Kellyanne Conway is 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 she either she's off the reservation or there's there's a whole bunch of like upper level three dimensional chess going on here. You know, that's really hard to figure out if the advisors are off the reservation or or they're allowed off the like right. there's some there's something to gain from yep. the future Trump administration from allowing uh uh Mitt Romney to be considered a candidate I, I, it's so hard okay here we go go ahead politics politics on, on mars, mars. <laughs> politics on mars it's really no, you know it's totally i would true. be able i would be able to game that uh with some authority having seen a lot of administrations right. play me through the press and everyone else yep. uh but i can't now because i don't you know it just doesn't make any sense i think my main point here is that donald trump is not weak i don't think 
there's any question that Donald Trump will be timid in the face of some kind of threat. I think, in fact, the problem is the opposite. He may he may not understand the possibilities of international speech, um, yeah. even his yeah. Twitter account and how that could change diplomatic well, relations. I, yeah. and, and I think, uh, sorry, last thing. No, go ahead. We have to understand it's a different world when you have a non-career politician yep. at the helm yep. who has never been in a national crisis that way. It, it, absolutely. And it is the whole, just to get to the fundamentals of this podcast, it is the whole insider versus outsider debate. Exactly. I heard David Frum, uh, who has been a guest on Marketplace many times and was mm-hmm. a regular commentator for us, I heard him Smart say guy. something really interesting the other day. The space between, there is no gap when you're the president of the United States between words and actions. Words yes. are actions. And that is the thing that I think has a lot of observers, analysts, political scientists, journalists and politicians uh, trepidatious about what's going to happen and what is happening, because that distinction seems to not exist inside his mind. The big point in my mind is this. Americans want somebody really different running the government and they and I do not blame them for that. At all. What I wonder is if Americans are prepared for what happens to foreign policy, to our yeah. stance in the world, to the our men and women in combat or prepared for it, you know, their placement. If, if we are ready for those people to be put in places and put in danger and put in priorities that 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 are coming from someone who is not, you know, is so far from the status quo that it could be really different. So what is your sympathy level then for Trump voters who say basically and I've I've had these conversations in personal life and also in professional life who say we just wanted to blow something up uh, and whatever happens happens. I have huge sympathy for that, having (laughs) spent a lot of time in Congress and a lot of time in Washington. Mm -hmm. I no longer disdain people who who just want, you know, to throw the bums out. Hmm. We go through we're almost like a phoenix in some ways, and we should (laughs) be. Sometimes we blow ourselves up and we remake ourselves and that's okay. What I worry about is the lack of continuity in the diplomatic sphere mm-hmm. in the in the international sphere in our mm-hmm. military sphere i worry that that it, it will stretch to those things because we don't get to control what other con- countries do we don't get to say like you shouldn't listen to this so right. much because he's just you know he's just an egomaniac or whatever people say about trump man's the president of the united states right he's I mean, gonna be yeah. the president of the yeah. united states the commander-in-chief yeah 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 all right, so we're going to leave that there because, because well, because that was that was a lot. To, no, that's fine. That was a lot to chew on. That was a lot to chew on. Uh, tomorrow and in coming days, we're going to do some more questions off our Twitter feed. She's at Radio Babe. I'm uh, at Kai Rizdal. The show is at Marketplace. Uh, and tell us what you want to know. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about, and we will do our best to talk about that stuff because um, this is not getting any um, easier. It's going to stay chaotic, I think, for a good long while. But maybe that's just me. I don't know, right? I mean, chaos is the name of the game here, right? It is. And like I said, I'm not sure that's bad, just in some arenas. But let me say one thing. Hi, plug, plug, plug. Plug. What's the plug? If if you guys like this podcast, you people out there, you lovely listeners, don't just listen. It would be awesome if you would subscribe or go to iTunes and leave a review because 
Because, you know, because. we don't know. You know, fighting for every listen is stupid, and you you want this to be on your phone every day, right? right. You want us here, right? Please, right? please. Next <laughs> politics show. All right, we got to go. I've never I'm heard out. you beg, Kyle. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This is APN.